everyone, you're listening to Casual Wednesdays with Doom Rocket, your one-stop shop for comics talk and such. I'm Jared Jones. I am MJ Kramer. This week, we're talking about a whole bunch of comic book stuff. I can't even believe it, MJ. So much stuff. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We're going to be talking about the new Batman team come July. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a big deal, this one. Very much so. Very much so. We'll also be talking about the new Ant-Man series, yeah, which also turned out to be a very big deal on its own. Mm -hmm. Who saw that coming, MJ? I mean, I would call it a very, very small deal and a big deal at the same time. Because he's Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's very funny. He gets big and he gets small, too. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) We're also going to talk about an unexpected but totally understandable hiatus Mm -hmm. for the human target. Mm -hmm. And I guess we'll talk about that first. But before we do, MJ, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm okay. The world's falling apart all around us. But at least we have time to talk about the stuff we love. Yeah. At least we're still able to do that, MJ. Yep. All the totally inconsequential gobbledygook that we consume on a daily basis. That's right. And Cooper's going apeshit. What are you doing, Coop? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's running around. So anyway, MJ, if you would, please share with our listeners what you're reading this week. Well, just trying to read all the new stuff that came out this week. Right. I try to keep up because customers ask. They do. About things. They do. Like a new issue of Saga came out this week. That's true. Second issue in the new paradigm of Saga actually coming out. Let me ask you, are you all the way caught up? For Saga? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's one of the few comics that I never fell behind on ever. I'm jealous because I fell way behind on that. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. You remember all those years ago? Yeah. That, actual years ago? That is a comic that I stayed up on as every issue came out. I read it yeah. from the release of issue one, and I kept on time with it. Oh. Very proud of myself. You are a fan. It might be the only comic that I've ever done that with through the entire run of the series. Well, that's something. <laughs> that is something. Uh, what else came out this week? New Iron Man issue. Oh, that's right. Been loving that Christopher Cantwell Iron Man. You're really hot on that book. It's really good. Hmm. It's really good. Hmm. And so many good, like, random B-list, C-list characters have been thrown in there. Yeah, Cantwell's pulling a Tom King. I I don't know if it's a Tom King, but, like, this current issue, we've got Doctor Doom showing up. Sure. Pretty great. Not so obscure, that character. No, no, no. He's not B or (laughs) C-list, obviously. He's uh, D-list, D for Doom. Oh, no. (laughs) We've also got the second issue of Teeny Howard and Nico Leone's Catwoman. Are you enjoying that? I like it. The first issue was a lot of exposition, but I feel like it's finding its feet now in the second issue. Finding its paws, MJ. Oh, yes. Finding its paws. Also, creator-owned comic, Step by Bloody Step. By Cy Spurrier and Matias Bergara. Yeah. This is a silent comic. From the CODA team. Yes, and lots of other things. You'd think it wouldn't take very long to read, it being a silent comic, but you have to do a lot more kind of like deciphering of what the images mean than you would if it was just like written out there for you. Right. I really, really love it. And obviously Matias Bergara's art, totally on a pedestal here. It's beautiful. It's totally deserving of having a silent. Well, he's doing most of the heavy lifting with this book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, no captions, no word balloons blocking his beautiful, beautiful art. It's great. Wow. What have you been reading lately? Well, because Doom Rocket's back. Oh. You know, that little thing. Yeah, that little thing. Only my beloved comic site that I've had for eight years now. Mm-hmm. Going on nine years in July. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's actually true. We took a year off. We're back now. And because we're back, I'm reading more stuff than I normally would because I have to, you know, edit comic book reviews yeah. again. Yeah, Well, this week I read Ghost Rider number one because Doom Rocket contributor Clyde Hall. Hi, Clyde. <laughs> Decided to review that one, and I didn't think I was going to read it. It's another Benjamin Percy number one, and it seems like there's a lot of those from Marvel. Yeah. I like Benjamin Percy, 
he's an actual like lumberjack type of guy. He, like lives out in the woods and chops wood and takes photos <laughs> of himself chopping wood. But his tough guy comics don't come across so much as tough guy. For instance, Ghost Rider number one features Johnny Blaze again. Johnny Blaze drinks his whiskey from the freezer. Oh. Like he drinks from the bottle, which is tough guy, but he pulls the bottle from the freezer. I'm like, nope. Maybe it's because he's a skull that's on fire? No, he's a guy for most of the issue. Okay. But I mean, maybe it's because part time he's a skull that's on fire. Maybe he just wants something He cool. doesn't know he's a skull that's on fire okay. during the first issue. Okay. So no to all of that. Anyway, the creative team's trying to do a For the Man Who Has Everything kind of thing for Johnny Blaze. Okay. If you've read For the Man Who Has Everything, the Superman annual written by Alan Moore, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know if it's 100% successful, but it is something. Yeah. It is something to look forward to. That's one of the issue number ones that came out this week that I did not read. I'll tell you another book I'm behind on. The Human Target. Oh my god, The Human Target. Issue number five came out this week, it and I'm looking did. at it, and I'm like, I can't read you. It's beautiful. Because I haven't read issue number three yet. And it's a really excellent issue on its own. Well, I think that's a good reason as any to pivot over to the first topic of the week, MJ. I would agree with you. All right. That's what we call an accidental segue, MJ. Accidental. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, we got to keep this thing rolling along, MJ. You know? Yeah, but then, you know, pretend some spontaneity is happening. Yeah. I think we're good at that, though. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, the first thing that we wanted to talk about in the news segment of this week's episode is that the Human Target, the critically lauded DC Black Label series, is hitting a huge hiatus. I'm so depressed. This has been my favorite comic every month that it's come out so far. You've really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 And, and we're getting a five-month break after issue six. This ride is not over yet. I know, I know, and it's probably because Greg Smallwood's having a baby or just had a baby. Could be. Yeah. Well, over on Twitter, he made mention to say, quote, 168 pages down, 168 to go. The hugely supportive folks at DC are putting Human Target on a short hiatus so that I can finish the second half of the series. For anyone who's missed the first half, they'll be releasing a hardcover of issues one through six out in September, a week before issue seven finally drops. End quote. I added the finally. Which is very smart to do if you're going to have a long hiatus like that to right. just drop the trade. Also, have you looked at the human target? It's beautiful. If Greg Smallwood says, I need more time to draw this. You give him the time. You give him the time. Because Marvel didn't do that on this week's Electra Black, White, and Blood issue. Yeah. And then they went in there and like changed his art up. Yeah, they sure did. That was a bit of a travesty. Yeah. They did it with the best of intentions, but ended up eating a lot of crow in yeah. the process. Yeah. Like, don't fuck with the artist's work. Yeah. I'm really glad that DC has learned the lesson that Marvel did not. And it's like, no, Greg Smallwood, oh. you god of art. You god <laughs> of art, you take the time you need. Do you think... That this Marvel thing had anything to do with the editors going, sir, see <laughs> <laughs> <C> vous play. <laughs> well, I mean, he did go like super public immediately on oh, Twitter about the Marvel thing. I followed him because him. of that. I don't good typically follow very many creators, but that's gutsy. And and he posts tons of really great like work in progress stuff and mm -hmm. like kind of like showing his different steps he takes. I just love this guy. I love him. So waiting until September for issue number seven isn't going to be that big of a deal because we know when it finally arrives, it's going to look fantastic. One interesting aspect about this, though, MJ, is that the human target, unlike many of Tom King's long form superhero stuff, is going to be released in two hardcovers instead of one. Yeah, a bunch of the other recent 12 issue maxi series that he's done or that he's written, Strange Adventures, Rorschach, uh, Mr. Miracle. Even Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in, they, they all come out in one volume. Can it be that the 
last time this happened to a Tom King joint, this was The Sheriff of Babylon, because that came out in two volumes. That's true, but Sheriff of Babylon wasn't sold to us as a limited series to begin with. That was just a series, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's weird that you're having a limited series like this and splitting it in half. And you know they're going to come out with a deluxe hardcover that's going to have the whole thing in one volume it's anyway. True. See, this just bugs me because I wanted to buy this oh, in no. hardcover, and I don't want to buy the two volumes. I specifically did not start buying the single issues of wow. this book because I was like, I'm going to get the beautiful... She's pointing at me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the beautiful hardcover that they publish of this right. whole entire series together. And now I'm going to have to wait like double the time for that beautiful hardcover. But MJ, they're going to have to make some of their money back during this hiatus. They're not going to make any money off of this book that they probably invested a lot of money in. I know. And they're going to make double the money when people buy volumes one and two and then buy the hardcover in one volume. The only thing we can ask for is that it doesn't become standard practice, you know? Yeah. And it probably won't. Like, I don't think a four-month hiatus even though we're seeing the same thing for Nice House on the Lake. Right. I I don't think a big-ass hiatus like this is going to become the norm. Okay. We're saying that out loud into the universe. That's that's just my assumption. All right. That's fair. Well, MJ, this week, Human Target number five is out. Next issue of Human Target drops... In a month. In a month. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the next piece of news here. This came out of nowhere... Marvel teased something about Ant-Man. I was like, oh, they're going to do new Ant-Man. That's, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Then they released art, and it looked very Tom Riley-ish. Mm-hmm. And then they released the announcement. And, of course, Tom Riley will, in fact, be doing a new Ant-Man series, but he won't be doing it alone, MJ. Well, yeah. <laughs> Marvel is celebrating 60 years of Ant-Man. An anniversary, if and, you will. Oh, my God. Did you just come up with that? No, it's further down. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll make it fun. Joined by none other than Al Ewing, arguably the biggest writer Marvel has at this point, now that Hickman's gone. Definitely one of the biggest and definitely one of the best. Right. I love Al Ewing. Mm -hmm. Anytime you put Al Ewing on a book, I'm going to read it. I read Sword, even though I was so far behind on the X-Men stuff. Al Ewing also wrote a short story in that same Electra Black, White, and Blood issue that came out this week. Oh. It was really good. All right, MJ, what are the details on this new Ant-Man series? Well, it is going to be a four-issue miniseries celebrating the anniversary of Ant-Man, and it's going to celebrate the four great Ant-Men. That's odd, you say, because there are only three. Nope, there are four. We had Hank Pym, the original, Scott Lang, the thief, the most popular one, too, arguably, Eric O'Grady, the irredeemable, and now there is another Ant-Man, just labeled as the future. So we're getting an introduction of a new character. Right. Speculators, take notes. No, don't take notes. (laughs) Run yourself into a wall. And then don't call a doctor afterwards. Speculators. (laughs) Anyway, so without much fanfare at all, the very modestly titled Ant-Man number one goes on sale June 8th. Al Ewing, Tom Riley. Tom Riley currently dazzling us with the Thing miniseries as we began with Walter Mosley. That's some good shit. And his fantastic stuff. Really enjoyed it. So MJ, we got time for one more news item. Before we move on to the question of the week mm-hmm. and get out of here, wouldn't you know it? It's the biggest news that DC's dropped on us. Real big news. Since the last time they dropped something real big on they us. They dropped this news at Comics Pro this week, which is the big comics retailing summit dealie. Right. There's a new creative team for Batman coming up. And see, I totally called it that Williamson was only like a little stopgap. That Williamson was not going to be the ongoing it's Batman It's not like writer. I didn't believe you. In fact, I was praying that that was the case because <laughs> the Williamson run on Batman's not been. But this news is like, I can't wait for it. I want it right now. I want to read this immediately. Can I have the comics, please? Yes. 
And the news is, of course, that one Mr. Chip Zdarsky is going to be writing the Batman ongoing comic book series. And he's teaming up with Jorge Jimenez, who returns to the book for the first time since the departure of James Tynan IV, who left the book late last year. But I gotta say, the art currently, even though you're not a big fan of Williamson's story arc, the art by Jorge Molina has been beautiful. I can't argue with that. So what details do we have for the new run on Batman? So what we know so far... It's going to start off with a six-issue story arc that's going to be titled Failsafe. Right. It's going to debut in Batman number 125, which is an oversized issue. Anniversary issue, of course. And it comes out on July 5th. All right. I hope it's not like $8. (laughs) It's probably going to be some money. This is a wraparound (laughs) cover, which is included in the exclusive, which ran on comicbook.com if you want to head over there and check out the exclusive on that. So Failsafe is being described by Chip Zdarsky as Batman's version of Doomsday. I hope that doesn't imply he's going to kill off Batman, because we don't need to kill off Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Also, we don't need to call the villain, whoever it turns out to be, Failsafe. That's a really lousy name for a villain. I mean, that's the name of the villain, isn't it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's what the arc is called. I certainly hope that that's not what the character is called. But in the piece over at comicbook.com, it says that the story will feature, quote, a startling new villain from Batman's past, end quote, which sounds like an oxymoron, but probably (laughs) isn't. For my money, I bet this is a character that's going to appear, if they haven't appeared already, in Chip Zdarsky's Batman origin story that he's currently telling with Carmine D. John Domenico called Batman the Knight. Mm Mm-hmm. If we're threading a bat chipperverse, if he's doing the origin story and then doing the ongoing, I bet he's going to want to start threading his own needles. That's you know? true. Set himself up for success, MJ. Because mm-hmm. writers don't like to borrow from other writers. That's just not how it's done anymore in superhero comics, apparently. <laughs> Sometimes it still is. What other details do we have about Failsafe, MJ? Well, there's going to be a Robin in this book. That's right. A Robin that I know you tend to like a lot. So here's the deal, MJ. You know my opinions on the Bat Family. I think there are far too many characters in that particular Belfry. DC understood all these characters have their own particular fan bases, and instead of only making some of them happy some of the time, they want to make all of them happy all of the time. It's a little unwieldy, and it makes the stories really uninteresting, because if you have that many vigilantes roaming through Gotham, how the fuck is there still crime? But you must be pretty happy that Chip Zdarsky has decided that you are the fan he is going to be making happy with Well, this. it also happens to be he's making himself happy, because the Robin that he's picking is his favorite Robin, which just happens to be my favorite Robin, Mr timothy drake Mm -hmm. that's right so tim drake is going to be the de facto robin in this six issue arc for however long he continues to be in the book after that remains to be seen but chip sadarsky jorge jimenez on batman tim drake's the robin give it to me i want to read that today i'm just really hoping that it's not going to be one of those fucking twice a month things yeah well i don't want it i don't want that (laughs) Once a month, please. Yeah. So when does Batman number 125 drop, MJ? That will be in stores on July 5th. July 5th. Mark your calendars. That's going to be a hot week. Mm-hmm. I love summer comics, MJ. They're always so much fun. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all the news that's fit to print this week, MJ. There was a little something that I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah? Well, you know how sometimes toy companies will release action figure news? This is a hard pivot, by the way. <laughs> Sometimes we'll find out news about action figures for, say, movies. We'll find out the news about these action figures months before said movies are releasing many details. It's true. And then the action figures will give a lot of stuff away. Mm-hmm. Well, this happened with the SH Figure Arts Thor action figures that are coming out for the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder film. 
Well, it's kind of hard not to spoil it, considering one of the main characters is going to be Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Yes. And this clearly is cribbing from the Jason Aaron Thor run. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I did have a chance to take a look at those photos that you were talking about Mm -hmm. of these figures, and they are very spoilerific, to the point where I even debate we should mention it here on this podcast. Well, I simply want to say... That the action figures, I didn't see them until today because they were like sent out in Diamond's new to order emails that they right. send out. Uh, but the news hit like a couple days ago. This isn't like a spoiler where you look at the Lego Batman set and go, oh, Alfred's wearing a purple tie. Isn't that interesting? No, but you do get to see the very, very detailed shots of what Thor and Mighty Thor's costumes are going to look like. <laughs> right. That's how they have them labeled. That's Jane, really cool. Jane's going to be Mighty Thor. Because that's how they did it in the comics. Yes, I love it. I wonder why they're not calling Thor the unworthy now. Well, maybe he's not unworthy. Oh. I mean, they still show him wielding something. All right. You know. All right. You That's know. enough out of you. Hey, he was wielding Stormbreaker yeah. in Endgame. It's true. You saw it. He cut Thanos' fucking head off with he, it. He did. Holy shit. Called down a lot of thunder with it and shit. Ended the movie right there, basically. <laughs> and then we had to deal with uh, sad porn for the next three hours. No, it was it was fun time travel hijinks. Did we see the wrong? Hey, you remember movies? when Steve Rogers had that depression circle and they talked about how miserable everybody was that... for twenty minutes? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> they had to get across. Anthony the Russo was. I wanted to kiss this guy, but instead he started crying into his soup. So I just took him home. <sighs> Everyone laughed. Nobody laughed. MJ. I enjoyed Endgame. Okay. And anyway. Like I said, hard pivot. The figures, you can look them up. A few outlets have done some news items on them. They're great. I'm pre-ordering both of them. I would say that if you don't want to be spoiled on what Jane Foster is going to look like as Thor and what Thor is going to look like as Thor, I guess, don't look at the figures because we haven't even gotten a trailer yet, MJ. But there's also a couple, like something that's going to be plot specific that is revealed in the imagery. Yeah. There's also that. So be forewarned. Yeah. I mean, it's something that was kind of obvious was going to happen, but... Yeah. Still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We got to drop this or we're going to get into it. The figures are so cool. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) All right. It is time for the question of the week, MJ. Yes. field a question from one of you our listeners hit us up info at doomrocket.com cashweds podcast on twitter make sure you use that hashtag ask this week devin whitlock via info at doomrocket.com asks i was thinking about superheroes who in a genre constantly trying to stay young or keep certain characters in an age of believable physical prime are allowed to age gracefully and or stay solidly middle-aged or older I think that's part of why I have an affection for the Justice Society with an older Wildcat and a senior Jay Garrick. So, yeah, who are your favorite older human, he specifies human, superheroes? Not counting immortal godlike aliens or supernatural figures. LOL, I hope this makes sense. Devin. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, Devin. Devin is a longtime listener. That's right. Not first-time questionnaire, though. No, he's he sent us multiple questions. That's true, that's mm-hmm. true. Keep them coming, Devin. Also, hi, Devin. So, favorite... Older human superheroes. This is a tricky one, MJ, because, well, you know what's funny? DC is really good about having senior superheroes, and Marvel is not. I don't know. Really good about having senior superheroes means they have, like, three? They have a whole team of them. Not right now, they don't. Well, maybe not right now, but you can at least say the JSA, and then you're lousy for choice. 
with the JSA alone. That's just one example from DC. I don't know. The JSA only really has about five old dudes on the team, though. Hmm. Because that's what's cool about the JSA. It's got the old guard training the newbies coming up. True. Which I appreciate very much. I know you do. I know. And I would say Wildcat is one of my most favoritists. Ted Grant. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if you guys follow Doc Shaner on Twitter or Everybody Instagram. Everybody follows Doc Shaner. Everybody should, at least. He's posted this really awesome illustration he did of Ted Grant and Black Canary, Dinah. It's so great. It's just like the two of them together. And oh, I love it. I want, I want to see, see him do a book of them. <laughs> yeah. A, a book by Doc Shaner of Ted Grant and Dinah Lance, them training together, them getting into scrapes together, fighting all sorts of stuff. Or them in the current day having to team up together to solve some kind of thing, but also flashing back yeah. to them during their training. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Who would write that? I don't even care. I mean, that <laughs> illustration had some copy that Shaner wrote, and it was pretty damn good. Yeah. It was like of a magazine quality, so maybe Shaner could just write and draw the damn thing. Ooh. It would take him 10 years. Evan, Doc Shaner, please hope hope you're listening and hope you actually do that. That would be amazing. If Doc Shaner actually listened to Casual Wednesdays, I would cry. I'm, I might, too. That'd be pretty awesome. Good thing he doesn't. <laughs> but to answer Devin's question, I got a couple of answers here. All right. I would go to Watchmen. Hollis Mason, the first night owl. Doesn't wait. Does Watchmen count though? Watchmen totally counts. Mm. Post rebirth, it absolutely counts. I actually, mean, kind of, sort of, but not. It's still a character. Also, He's still an also, older human superhero. Also, MJ. counting the Watchmen as part of the DCU is going against Alan Moore's wishes. So I don't. Think I know. Should. I know, but I'm not. I'm just specifically <laughs> going to Watchmen here. Okay. I don't know what you're doing. Okay. Hollis Mason, the first night owl. He's a cool guy that you can go over to his house, drink beers, and reminisce about the good old days. True. Sounds like fun until a gang of toughs show up at his house. Spoilers for Watchmen. Spoilers for a 30-year-old comic series? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) I got another one for you, MJ. Okay. Frank Castle, but the Max version of Frank Castle written by Garth Ennis. Oh. See, that Frank Castle aged in real time, so... The Punisher went to Vietnam, that's canon, mm-hmm. but in Max, he aged from there. They don't do that sliding scale bullshit that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. In this, Frank is old, and everyone talks about how old he is all the time. In fact, people underestimate the Punisher because they think he's just some old fogey. It's interesting you bring up aging in real time because right. recently Marvel has done two different series of superheroes or superhero teams aging in real time called Life Story. Right. We've got Spider-Man Life Story, obviously starring Spider-Man, was written by Chippy Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. We also got Fantastic Four Life Story that was written by Mark Russell. Right. Would those qualify as human superheroes based on what Devin's talking about they, here? They started off as humans. I think he just wanted to make sure it wasn't some kind of... Right. fantastic being like, like odin or something like superman although odin would be a good pick see that's tough for me because i would love to say superman like the earth 2 superman was allowed to get old and the kingdom come superman is probably my favorite version of superman yeah but still like that's not the uh, prime... that's not true and that's not the prime version <laughs> of the character that we right. see most often like for odin you only ever see him as an old man all-star superman is my favorite superman I just want to get that out there ah, anyway okay anyway but I think Odin would work, because Odin is a ornery son of a bitch old man. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about an ornery son of a bitch old man? What about Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. Well over 100 years old. But I don't I don't know if that counts, though, because human, he's not human. He's not homo sapiens. He's homo superior. I guess that's true. But in that vein, yeah. I, I would suggest Magneto. Right. Uh, Silver Fox right there. Ah, totally. But not a superhero, <laughs> MJ. An anti-hero if... Anything true, he has been on the side of good lately more often than not, though. I can't but stand also, that. but also, Professor X, 
if you want to call a guy who just like barks orders of people a superhero, you're welcome to that. <laughs> he heads up a superhero team more often than not. Marvel 2 also has a whole old man line, which yeah. is really fucking weird. Well, they've changed the name of that, though. Now it's the Wastelanders. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody calls it that. But they do have a Wastelanders Black Widow in there. It's true. Would have been so much better to have it be Old Lady Black Widow. There's an Old Lady Harley. <laughs> it was Old Lady Harley. But MJ, you haven't answered Devin yet. You haven't told us what your favorite older superhero is beyond Ted Grant, which is a total gimme. He mentions it in his question. But I really do love Ted Grant. I brought up a bunch of other ones, too. It's really hard to find old people superheroes, okay? It is. Do you think superhero comics has an ageist problem? Uh, uh, yeah. Do we go there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's part of, like, when they did New 52 in D.C., why they felt the need to bring everybody back to a very specific 30s-ish age and have everybody be single. Right. Because they feel like that's where there is the most possibility for stories. My ass. It makes sense, but it makes sense in an annoying kind of corporate way. You know what? I got one more pick for an older superhero, an older human superhero yet. Yeah. Alfred Pennyworth, because not all heroes wear capes. But isn't he dead? That's not the point. <laughs> I thought of one more. Did you? Captain America. Oh, duh. <laughs> but does that count, though, MJ? Because he hasn't aged. He just got stuck in some ice. There have been runs where he is an old man, though. Like, during part of the Nick Spencer run, he is just an old man. That's true. So, I mean, you know, depending on how you write him, he might, he might act like an old man. And he is. He's technically really, really old. It's technically a capsicle. <laughs> Cooper agrees. Hello, Coop. Thanks for contributing. Well, anyway, Devin, did we answer your question to your liking? We do have a tendency to ramble. If you listeners at home have a question for Casual Wednesdays that you would love to hear answered on the podcast, hit us up, info at doomrocket.com, or use the hashtag AskCashWeds on Twitter. That's at Podcast, And you have our thanks. All right, MJ, do you have anything else you want to add to this episode before we turn out the lights? Not a single thing. Not a single thing? Mm -mm. Just that Greg Smallwood's art's great. That's true. Encourage artists to take more time for themselves. That's what we say. And to speak out when they get treated wrongly by publishers. Absolutely. That's a little uh, Casual Wednesday's PSA, you know. The more you know. I think that's copyrighted. <laughs> it that's all the time we have for this week's casual wednesdays all new episodes can be found on any good podcatcher but if you need more of this to be a little podcast in your life you can check out our episode archive i'm proud to say via doomrocket.com oh boy damn it feels good to be back <laughs> rate follow subscribe whatever you want to do or just tell us how we're doing with a review over at apple podcasts you can also leave scores on spotify now cool give us five stars why don't you and while you're at it look us up on twitter at cashwets podcast i am at at jared jones underscore mj where can they find you at molly jane underscore k so until the day marvel greenlights old man cooper i remain jared that's mj over there and from all of us here at doomrocket.com have a great new comic book day. Oh, now you want to talk. 